crazy tales from audition to set, burying ourselves in mountains of debt, dealing with parents asking what's your plan B, Ollie and M discuss over tea, made to feel we're average at best, why is this industry such a fucking test? This is a podcast with occasional guests. No, that's, that's there you now for all time. I've got some carrots that I forgot to put in. You crazy bitch. What? I knew there was something missing. Yeah. It's carrots. Some actual... They're very crunchy though. Okay, yeah, I won't do that. My ears would not appreciate that. I'll bring them... In after. Oh, <laughs> when we when I hit stop, <laughs> it's carrot party. <laughs> straight Sexual. straight away with the carrot. <laughs> I was just watching the end of your show with uh, Elena. We had her on, didn't we? We oh, did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love Elena. Wait, what's on the end of my show? She has blood all over her. Oh yeah. That was a private film. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know how that made it onto my showroom. It was a snuff film. That was a snuff film. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go well because we wow. both survived. Oh yeah, yeah. That's something that Simon did. It was, oh, was a it? short film. Crazy Simon. Crazy Simon. Hey, he's writing weird roles for brown guys. Yeah, <laughs> I have a terrible pencil, like, perv stash, don't I, in that film? Yes. Obviously you didn't watch it. <laughs> or she just didn't notice. Or she didn't notice. She just thinks of you as pervy anyway. <laughs> yeah, I am quite pervy. It didn't stand out, so... I've been told that I have a very noisy face. By who? My girlfriend. Oh, okay. Noisy. She said it was like a bag of ferrets fighting. And I think this is part of my casting USP, is that I have a very expressive face. Mm-hmm. And so 80% of the roles I've done have, have involved um, some sort of manipulation of my facial hair to make me look sillier. Right. You should have that as your like, tagline under your Twitter. Has manipulable... No, face like a bag of... Face like a bag of ferrets fighting. fighting. It's, it's quite a creative like description, it. actually. I mean, someone else said I had a face like Mardi Gras. Wow. I prefer ferrets. I think you need new people in your life. Yeah. If people were saying this shit to me, I'd, I'd, they'd be done. Be gone! Yeah, no, I would, I, would, I would ruin them. Well, <laughs> I just like people, so they can stay. Until oh, I find some people yeah. who want to compliment my face. You'd lose your I think your face well. is delightful. You can join. Thanks. Do you want to go out with me? <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> I'm done the for Are you. Are you allergic to cats? Have we started? We've been recording for some time, yeah. yeah. But we're just we're just shooting just the breeze, pressure, man. Shooting the breeze right now, man. It's like a Bob Dylan joke. You know, um, Emily's going to introduce you in a very succinct way. Go. So, on this evening's episode of Average at Best, we have <laughs> Amajada Patel. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. Welcome to West Hampstead. Mm, I've been here before, but have you? Yeah. Not in this have flat. You? Not in this flat, no. but once you don't own West Hampstead. When I wasn't here. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Oh, you yeah. get a bigger house. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If you, West, if you own West Hampton. You are starting the, the episode off in a, with a really <laughs> combative that's uh, attitude. Coming high with a you massive insult. You've a really combative <laughs> wow. face. Yeah. Did you know that? Wow, I'll add you to the, the list of people that are... I'm happy to have in my life. Yeah. <laughs> We've already established that. Yeah. I people. surround myself with people that insult my face. Yeah. This is all useless to people who, in, a, in, a, in an audio-only format. We know because we post pictures on all our social media, so anyone that's getting You just it, post a bag of ferrets and write on a shadow potato. That's what we were going to do, yeah. That's there exactly. might be a casting director who's been looking for weeks for an actor <laughs> face like a bag of ferrets fighting. Simon, and I found I, him. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's it's a very specific. It is. Um, uh, casting type. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you actually, you know, you absolutely have to pursue that ruthlessly and make sure that no other ferret-faced actors are going to get... Not ferret-faced, multiple ferret-in-a-bag-faced actors. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. even more specific. You've got an expressive you face. Do I do have an expressive face. face. I've, I've got an expressive face. Em was just telling me how function. she loves watching my face when I'm sending a text message. Well, it's like a whole... <laughs> I mean, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I think it's like up and down, and yeah, I have a little smile. And like, mm. actually, members of my family often say that I like. They're like, "Who are you texting?" I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Because what's going on with your face?" You're loving yeah. it. Yeah. You're loving it. <laughs> it's myself. It's a reminder. <laughs> Buy cauliflower. Yes. So basically, we've got you here today to talk about your Face. facial impressions. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good at doing ferrets. We've established that. Any other yeah. animals? Um, Maybe the rear end of a warthog. Mm, yes. Wow. I can see that. Thanks. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me. This is further validation of my career choice. And you're actually, I think, our, our most uh, podcasted... Definitely not most famous, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> you uh, had to diversify. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, our most podcasted guest. I think you've been in quite a few podcasts, haven't you? I've been on a few, yeah. The World According to Wrestling. It's a good podcast. Been on. Uh, Are you just openly advertising other podcasts on yeah. our podcast? You can cut this out if you want. You son of a bitch. Sly <laughs> yeah, the devil. Um, uh, but it, no, it's good because it means you kind of know what you're doing, hopefully. Yeah, I talk, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what do we have to do? Because we're still not 100% sure. You ask me things. Yeah, is this how that and works? And then I answer them. And then occasionally you go, well, we're going to take a break now, but we don't take a break. The carrots. Yeah. Well, we can actually take a break. Carrot break. Thanks for tuning in. Do you describe yourself as an actor, or do you just like because you do a lot of comedy, don't you? Yeah. And music. Yeah. So are you like one of those people that's like I'm an actor, comedian, musician? And I'm, I'm just a creative. Yeah. I think actually, like I'm an sort of influencer. Like, well, I don't influence many people, but the com- on the comedy lot. circuit, on the comedy I circuit, probably I do. It's like ten people. Yeah. And that is enough of credit. I mean, the comedy circuit is ten people, isn't what it? What I do <laughs> is I do my tax return, mm-hmm. and then how how. Whatever's made me the most money, that's what I put as my business. Oh, okay. So the last couple of years, it's been an actor. But before that, it was a director. Oh, was it? Yeah. What kind of directing? Uh, Lots of commercials and a few music videos and fashion films. That's how I got my start. I I don't know if you guys know this. I have a degree in production design. 
I did not know that. Hold <coughs> the fucking phone. What? Fact cards. <laughs> That's insane. Did you get that in between rock climbing and... I would say that I'm a classic Gemini in that I'm a scatty say, mother effer. I was literally about to ask you why you were Gemini or do you just lack focus generally? Wow, that's offensive. You're a Gemini, aren't you? No, James is. But oh, he's yeah. a bit what like are you? That. Taurus. Do the audience know who James is? Yes. James, yes. We talk about We James talk all about time. James all the goddamn time. James is crying in his room right now. <laughs> what, no, we were talking about me, so I'm going to go back to that. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. Get, get chatting James. about yourself. So I was a child actor when I was a wee nipper. How old? Uh, like four or five, maybe. Okay. Yeah. You were a toddler actor. That's not a child actor. That's... Yeah. That's fully and in, in the realms was, of child labour. I'm basically the brown um, Macaulay Corgan. Mm-hmm. Went really off the rails. Mm-hmm. Coke. Do the face. Yeah. I slapped myself and opened my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners at home. I, they would have known what the... They would have known. No, they might have been thinking of that weird film you did with um, Marilyn Manson. What was that? I don't know. Look it up. Monsters. Yeah, funny enough, I was Monster ball or something. place, but it just shows how dark my mind <laughs> His is. His smarmy, ridgy, rich face. Oh, yeah. I love that film. It was on a few weeks ago. I watched it. Great film. Yeah. Great film. He's got McDonald's in his house. Oh. oh dreams. Remember yeah. that was all I wanted to achieve in life. Aim high, guys. <laughs> Aim, Aim high. high. Uh, so how did that happen? Him? How did that happen? Um, <clears throat> I was cast in a film uh, because we knew the director. And she Oh, nepotism. I see. Yeah, nepotism. <laughs> Your parents knew the director. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and... Um, <laughs> In that film, my first appearance on screen, I'm wearing a Batman costume. So technically, I'm the first on-screen Asian Batman as well. So DC, DC Universe, if you're looking for me. Well, they're doing, they're doing multiple <coughs> Batman films at the moment. Yeah, and they need a brown one. Yeah. So that'll be me, brown man. Yeah, um, yeah in, and in I, the, the Batman multiverse. In the Batman, yeah. They're always copying Marvel. Yeah, there's got to be a parallel universe where it was a brown guy who fell down the well mm-hmm. and found a bat, and that'll be me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did see that. you at the bottom of the well. <laughs> in, in many forms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did that, and then after that, I got off with some other things because that did quite well. And did you start turning them down when you were about six? Yeah. So get yeah. this. Apparently, I I auditioned to play Mowgli in the live action Jungle Book, or I was asked to, and I said no. Well, maybe I did get the live part. action John, the, the Do you John Favreau one. No, not that. Oh, one. that's was like, recent. Wasn't that like five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very adaptable. Yeah, yeah. I can play anyone. Really? No, uh, the one that we had. What's his name? Jason Scott Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Oh no, I didn't look it up. It's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I didn't get a part in that, and then I think I stupidly turned to my mother and said I wanted to go back to school and see my friends. That was my first sort of like introduction to a film set, and I found it all very exciting. But I wanted to go back to school, and then some point through my school career, realised that I did love film and wanted to be involved in it somehow, and thought it would be better to be behind the camera. And I was always a creative person, so okay. I studied. To, so I, had, I think I knew I wanted to be a set designer at like nine, wow, or ten. And I used to do drawings of sets and make fake buildings out of Lego and Meccano and stuff. That's um, really cool because. That's a slightly more obscure childhood right. ambition. I was wrong, obviously, because I'm not a set designer, but I, no, but I it's, followed that with a passion. Yeah. Um, I mean, not many people, when they're, they're nine, they do, you know, it's all like firemen. And... It was that or pizza delivery man, because yeah. I apparently also wanted to be that. Well, that makes and sense. And told people a lot. Mm-hmm. No, um, that does make sense. That makes more sense. That's, and that's more realistic. I think you'd be a good delivery man as well. You, like you'd, you'd get it right every time. Mm. 
I use Google Maps like every day, so wow. I would know exactly where to go. Yeah. You'd never deliver a cold pizza. <laughs> Hell no. That's that's not what people. They'd never have to give a free pizza because you were late. Right. Yeah. Right. They'd have to. They'd probably pay double because mm-hmm. I was too fast. Yeah. And then and then after I graduated, um, I graduated in in two thousand and eight, which I don't know if everybody remembers was the um, financial crash. Mm. Yes. Um, Remember it fondly. Not a great time to want to be a freelance set designer because of our burgeoning film industry in the UK. So I think I... And it was the same time the writer's yeah, strike was still going on, wasn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. So loads of loads of film being made time. in the UK at that time. Big big, big year 2008. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think I stuck with it for about four years. And Did you? Mm, yeah, and I was doing lots of commercials, and I was making lots of props, which I always loved making. But I was predominantly doing Activia adverts, and... Um, Ooh, one of my claims to fame. Did I, you keep Jamie Lee Curtis regular? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what she's always wagging on about in the adverts. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually um, <clears throat> helped design uh, the Go Compare man's moustache. Did you? Yeah. Wow. I'm still going strong, like, like 12 years later, rather than a stupid like that. On your face? Not on my face. <laughs> have you, have, since becoming an actor, have you ever auditioned for a Go Compare advert? Thank God, no. Mm. I have. Have you? Mm. Not for the, the, for the guy, tenor. obviously. Yeah, no, no, no. But, yeah, I have. Actually, you know what? I probably have. And forgotten about it. Because oh, I probably... Say blasé. No, because I probably... <laughs> Too many commercials, I, guys. I get rejected a lot. <laughs> right. So I just have yeah. to deal with it. In a, you know, like, ah, don't remember that. Yeah. But yeah, I probably have, actually. So, so when did the switch happen, then? So, um... I think after set design was was I was struggling. So hang on, when did you stop acting as a child? What, what age were you? When you were <laughs> like nine, five or six. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. So so I to think come I did... back to acting is quite a big dramatic change, especially. Yeah, when I mean, you're I'm, like... ba- I'm complete. I'm a completely different person from who I was when I was five. Wow, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I had a reading level of five then, and now I have a reading level of six or seven. Mm. So I've changed quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, I know way more words. And you can read scripts and, and stuff. And I can now. read scripts as well. If yeah. they've blown up and printed up big on the paper. And have pictures. And have you have got pictures. that starred on your spotlight page? Yeah, yeah. Can read scripts. Yeah. Yeah, that gets me a lot of work. Good. Which is important. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reading skills. The reading yeah. skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it's apparently it's really important. For <laughs> oh, to yeah. Read, yeah. yeah. In fact, I think it's important for everybody to be able to read. But if you can't, it's that's not quite a bad bold, thing. That's quite a bold, yeah. bold statement. I take that back. If you can't read, good for you. Because mm. you're just as worthy in... God and society's eyes. Mm. I'm not religious. Carrot break. It's too big. It's too wide. It's too orange. It won't fit. It's too much. It's too tough. You talk like this because he can pack it up. He's got a big carrot. Such a huge carrot. I love this big carrot. He talk like this cause he can pack it up in the supermarket. Well, hang on, what age were you when you started acting again? Are you actually oh, 111? Like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm an elf. Uh, like only three years ago, three or four years ago. Right. So what because happened? you were doing music as well, right? So yeah. So when you were 42, so when suddenly... I was 42, I just thought, I should have been an actor. Yeah. No, um, and just just... I'm not 42, I'm actually quite young and, and, and virile and attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, I... How old are you? I'm 32. Oh yeah, okay. So only ten years behind that. Yeah, but I started late. I started really late. Yeah. In fact, similar to one of your other guests, Elena, we we, we were talking about this because we were in a short film recently, and we were talking about our similar path and how we're better people. 
in those drama school oh, God. No. <laughs> Not at all. Arseholes. <laughs> no, no, it, we just, we were talking about how coming to acting late. Um, I mean, you've both, for people that have come to it late, you've both had um, impressive careers already. Yeah, we were very, I would say. Thank you. Yeah. Is that not fair to say? Like, I think that, yeah, you, I you know, you, you've done... Yeah. She's amazing, though. She's so talented. Yeah, she and is. Really, I'm just tall and brown, and there's mm. not many of us. You're acting. pretty talented as well. Thanks, man, but I'm tall. I did, I did a little comedy <laughs> short oh, yeah, film with you. Good. I saw you and your face. <laughs> Loud face. around. <laughs> yeah. Making everyone clap at the monitor. Yeah. It's not, it's muted, but it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a loud nose. Um, yeah, no, so what happened is I, I quit set design and started editing and got a job at All Saints Clothes Company as the, one of their in-house editors doing music sessions. And that led me on to directing fashion films for them. And it was the, the new and wonderful world of digital content, 2009, 2010. And before I knew it, we were just churning stuff out at All Saints. And so I had this big show as a director. Um, and so I went Never, ever, it. ever did you imagine? Never, ever did I imagine <laughs> where I'd end up as an out-of-work actor. Um yeah, not that All Saints. I just got that joke. Yeah, thanks. Damn it. I thought that was quite good. That was really good. Yeah. I think I've blocked out all All Saints related jokes. No, fine, fair enough. For five years. <laughs> but no, I, I retro- retrospectively... Yeah, because you both just carried on and I was like, oh, no one's going to... Had you said Lady Marmalade, yeah. I would have been well on it. <laughs> and then just being a director for the last six years, I did lots of music videos and commercials and fashion films. I worked for the Couples. Um... I worked for ASOS, worked for Dove Deodorant, and mm. done a lot of adverts, which is a very lucrative and incredible job, but um, it doesn't tick your creative boxes, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but just being a director and knowing other directors, I found myself being put in front of the camera, and I think I've always just been a bit of a performer. So, right. although I'm unqualified as an actor... So what, like, other directors would be like, oh, will you do this thing because you've yeah. got that ferrety face? Yeah, <laughs> we need a ferret face. Um, <laughs> what are you doing right now? I'm directing a Dove commercial. Well, can you, do you want to be in this gift gaff advert? <laughs> Screw Dove. That's basically how my career started. Right. Yeah, no, I... I, I the production <clears throat> company where I work was, was represented as a director, Agile Films. There's just loads of directors there making films. Right. And actually, if someone's known to be an actor, it's probably easier... To just get them in, because you know they can do the job, rather than go through Spotlight and the horrible world that's casting for adverts, which we all know. Yeah. Um, so I've been on both sides of the camera. And for, I've been on both... For commercials. For commercials, for sure. And I've been on both, you know. And actually, the, one of the turning points was a friend of mine, <clears throat> who now runs a really great digital content company called Studio Yes, that make lots of You fun. are dropping these names like yeah. it's hot. I've I mean, got a lot hats of, off. A lot of checks coming in. We're going to have to link into all of these. <laughs> a lot things. of checks coming yeah. in the mail, guys. A lot of yeah. checks coming in the mail. Yeah, he was sharing the studio with a, a casting director, Rose Wickstead. Yeah. Yeah. So Rose was at the studio and turned to them and said, Do you know any comedy duos or troops? Mm-hmm. And Adam's partner, Sam, grabbed Adam and said, He does sketches with this guy called Umar get them in for whatever you're talking about and it turned out to be a Pringles advert and at this point I hadn't done anything paid right. and so Adam and I went along as a sort of duo and it was my first commercial casting I think this might have been 2014 2015 and it was a new strange world and at this point I was making money as a director so I was kind of like whatever I don't care it's just a little bit of lols and I ended up getting cast and it wasn't until the final round it was a, a brutal casting process because the advert was four people on the sofa mm. watching the World Cup or something related to football. And so it was like six days of recalls, 
with doing the same routine again and again with different people on different sofas, testing out um, combinations. I remember like walking in and there was uh, just like a, a bunch of like white white assholes, men, white assholes. <laughs> a bunch of white men, and then like three brown guys, and I was like, ah, and then they would like take some white guys in and one brown guy, yeah, and then he'd come out and they'd swap me in with him. And, and sometimes one of the bad then, guys wouldn't come out. Yeah, and then one... <laughs> and you're like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, at one point, they were <laughs> this like, is some get out like, shit. Yeah, at one they were like, oh, and um, uh, whatever your other brown name is that I can't think of, come into the room. And we both got up and we're like, are you, are you sure? Two two brown men in, on this one. And they were like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, let's try it. And then eventually got cast. And I didn't realise till the last day that the director was Larry Charles. Wow. A heavyweight in LA who mm. used to... Right, Seinfeld and executive produced um, what's Kirby Enthusiasm. So he was directing this Pringles advert. So there's me as a commercials director realizing that my competition is like a guy who used to direct Seinfeld and yeah. write it. So that that was a bit of a wake up. But I did the advert. As in, like, you were like, well, why well, I was like, if you're my competition, directing. yeah. Right, I mean, right. I, you know, I wanted to cut my But teeth. not all commercials are those people. The big ones. Basically, that's how directors make money. You might yeah. write an amazing feature film or do some TV, but if you want to make money, yeah. Pringles will pay you like 300 grand to do a week's worth of directing sure. because you're famous for being comedy. Sure. I mean, I'm going to expose the industry here, but like, if you're a massive company like Pringles and you pay a million pounds to some uh, creative agency, all they have to do is say, we've got this great script and Larry Charles is going to direct it. Pringles are going to be like, cool, we don't know about film, so they'll be happy about it. Yeah. Um, and so Larry, I hope he doesn't hear this. And I, then the I actors get nothing. Well, <laughs> I, well, I quite paid a lot of money for that. Did you? It was a big okay. buyout because it was World Cup. So oh, for right. a year, <laughs> for a single summer in 2014, I was just, my face was all Buying over everyone that. beers. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I did Pringles last year. Did you? I did, yeah. What was Christmas. Nice. Europe-wide. Europe-wide. Oh, and I still didn't buyout. get a Christmas present. No. You didn't get any Pringles. <laughs> Did you even get, mm. you get any Pringles? No. no. Wow, I gave everybody Pringles after I did my advert. Did you? Yeah. Wow. No, I didn't. Aren't you just a regular... I got paid in Pringles. D-bag. I didn't get paid in Pringles. <laughs> no, but, but, but Larry, I met when we directed... Lazar. Laz. Oh, Laz Charles. We were talking on um, a balcony. Um, in the, I don't know, that's not essential. <laughs> Why is that relevant? Did I give us the lighting? Or yeah, it, it was around like... dusk. The sun okay. was setting in the rear uh, balcony and we thought, let's go was out it, there. And um, in his rear room? balcony? Oh, it, yeah. Which is pre-me too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very... Yeah. Sit on my lap, he said. And so I did. No, he, he took me outside. And we and were once talking... you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Oh, God. He, <laughs> I'm still under contract with him. I should not be oh, making yeah, this joke. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> he says as he sips from his wine. Mm. <laughs> um, no, he's a lovely man and we had a great chat. And I was talking to him about Sasha Baron Cohen. Is that all you had? Yeah, we had, well, we had sex mm. after, after we had sex. We had a lovely chat. Um, he directed Borat as well and Bruno. So I was talking to him about, about Sasha, saying, You've worked with one of Britain's greatest comedians. Um, and actors. Anyway, he said to me, we'll work again together. I guarantee it. And I said, okay then, bye-bye. And then left. And then a year later, he an email appeared in my inbox. And it was from Larry saying, hey, I'm making this film with Nicolas Cage. Are you free? <laughs> what? Yeah. So I wow. I was going to write, new phone, who dis? <laughs> didn't. <clears throat> Photoshopped my face onto the face-off poster on top of John Travolta and then scribbled two in Microsoft Paint and sent that and said, yeah, I'm free. 
and then didn't hear back for three days. I was like, oh, fuck. I've heard oh, that. no. <laughs> and then we wrote back and afterwards and was like, ha, ha, hilarious. Okay, so this is the thing. And then proceeded to outline this film he was making um, about a guy, who, a real guy, who in a kidney failure-induced hallucination saw God, who then We've told him... There. Yeah, right? It all <laughs> happened. Who told him to go and hunt down, not kill, but bring back Bin Laden from Pakistan. And he wanted me to play Bin Laden. And Nicolas Cage was playing the dude. And initially, I was like, ah. Because by this, after the Pringles thing, I was like, no, oh, I kind of like acting. Because I got paid loads. And I was like, oh, it's, it's easy. And it yeah. wasn't easy. And I'd been doing a lot more sketches and was enjoying it, but wasn't getting work. And then saw this and was like, this could be amazing. And then was like, true to my, uh, my, my, lo- lo- my loyalties? True to my beliefs was like, no, I will never play a terrorist. That's right. a stereotypical stupid role. Yeah. And then he said, read the script. And so I did. And it was Osama bin Laden inside Nicolas Cage's head. So it was a massive caricature of bin Laden. And it was kind of like a Bond villain-esque bin Laden. It was all very strange. Right. But I was like, yeah, sign me up, man. I got Done. nothing else doing. Which to me is interesting because that shows how few Asian actors there are in the industry that this guy had to ask a dude he was a Pringles advert if he wanted to be in a film with Nicolas Cage. Rather than like look for some Asian actors, you know. But you know what, though, you say that. But I think there's a lot of uh, commercial directors that, um, that appreciate that. Actually, you know, people look down on commercials, but the, the actual shoots themselves can be quite mm. full on. Like, and actors are having to respond to not only the director, yeah, but the agency, the client. That's true. It's um, a very it's a... everyone weighing in, like, and you know, you have to, yeah. you have to. It, it can it can be tough. So it's hard to negotiate. Of course, that is, is, is it's still vastly different to suddenly doing a film mm. with Nicolas Cage, but <laughs> or is it? I'm not sure. Well, I um, was just amazed that this dude. I had, I had nothing to my name. Yeah, and I'm sure they could have got any Asian actor or comedian to start opposite Nicolas Cage, has been Laden, but they asked me. Yeah, because I'm tall. And you've got a distinct Bin Laden vibe. I'm very Bin Laden. Mm. Do you want to see a picture of you dressed as Bin Laden? Yeah, always. <laughs> he said to, he said to his picture, Describe it exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. As you can see from this picture, he's dressed as Bin Laden. Um, I do look a lot like him once I start the big beard on him on me and, and put me in some camera. On him. On him, sorry, I'm yeah. method. Once I start the big beard on, on We'll on make me. sure this, this picture goes on our Instagram. Yeah. You should, it's, yeah. it's a fantastic image. Oh, oh yeah, you do. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's the camera. I mean, you need really. to be careful because this is how I'm amazed I got a visa. <laughs> like, you would just Google me, and a picture of Ben Laden comes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not helpful. No, for... but you know, he obviously just—he'd he, worked with you before, and he really got on with you. That's like a classic thing, isn't it? No. Oh right. Laden. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know Larry. what I'll say? Having worked with you briefly, thank you. Even discussing and chatting to you tonight, you're like you're very like personable. Young man. Yeah, I'm a terrible actor, but I get, people get on with me really well. That's all that matters. No, you're right. Actually, that is a big and and you are good as well. Like to be fair, that's like, very you sweet. are you're funny. Thank uh, you. And it's not just because of your ferrety face. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you, 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 you got you, you got them real skills. You know, uh, funny ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, it, that was that was how it all started for me. So that that took me to and that you know then I had this so thing. comedy wasn't uh, a choice it just kind of yeah that's I mean, naturally I, I, what happened it wasn't the, the like the funniest role but it, there is a scene of me having a terrible samurai sword fight with Nicolas Cage and it's very physical and stupid and 
I mean, this film has been... What long. was that like? What's Nicolas Cage like? He's great. He's exactly as you would... No yeah. one's going to be like, he's boring. He's hilarious. He's yeah. this amazing dude who is, is completely untrained. I think he did like six months of some sort of course in the summer. Yeah. Uh, when he was like Where did you 19. film that? Uh, we shot it in Morocco, okay. Marrakesh, yeah. And then they did some stuff in Colorado. Oh, no, Vancouver. That was supposed to be Colorado. Right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he was what great. What an experience. What a like, yeah. a, a ride yeah. from, For sure. from zero to hero. <laughs> yeah. Zero to hero. No, thank you. From no. Pringles to... Mingles with the stars. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. So, so yeah, so comedy wasn't a thing that you were I mean, like, I was always doing sketches with a friend and I... A friend. Just one. Yeah. I mean, we never filmed anything. It was just me and him in a room <laughs> laughing at each other, giggling and tickling each other. Is that a sketch? That's a sketch, right? Yeah. 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 So I did loads of, I've done loads of sketches. Or is that more of a skit? Uh, either way, I've done loads. <laughs> with lots you of different men. You yourself in a cassette player. Yeah. It was like a dictaphone. And then we'd sort of rap as well. <laughs> and one with us would go, like beatboxing. And then your mum would be like, dinner's ready. Exactly. Yeah. And it was my brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my career started. <laughs> wow. So, see, with comedy, I don't, um, I don't know if you've heard this before, but yeah. I, I think sometimes people say musicians can be quite good at comedy because it's all about beats and timing. Interesting. Have you heard that before? I've not heard that. I've not heard that oh, right. before. I, well, Expand I on that, Emily. And I used to do music before I did acting. To me, that made total sense because I loved comedy yeah. and that's what I went into. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that does make sense. I think timing... Well, there's a very famous joke. Which what's, is? Um, what's the secret of comedy? Timing. 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 <laughs> timing. Isn't that the joke? I don't know. I think I've just ruined comedy. I think, I think I just ruined broke, all comedy. I just broke comedy. Yeah. I, think you've ruined yourself. I was waiting for one of you guys to say what, and then I would go timing, and that's how the joke works. Oh. Sorry. We, we, we were waiting for you to just do the joke on we your own. We just thought you were stuttering. <laughs> I just had a mini stroke um, while I was trying to talk. Like, just like, God, carrot break! <laughs> <laughs> Tired Man and Rebel production. You get me? With the fresh beats and fresh eats all day long. Long hard carrot, that's what I'm talking about. You got me. Here we go now. Mmm, I like my carrot long and orange. Mmm, I want it. Mmm, I want it. Shut up, dickhead. I, I still make music and I'm looking to make an EP for myself, but, you know, without sounding like an absolute twat, it's sort of me. Oh, you're well, well past that. Oh, we're well past that. We're fantastic. <laughs> I'm just a brand. I'm building a brand. No, I, I am me, you know, like, I, I, it, what's exciting for me is... Album my... title, right <laughs> I am me. <laughs> Turtleneck, wearing turtleneck yeah. and holding a cigar. Uh, no, when I see something amazing and I know there's a great actor in it and then I find out about that actor that they have other things that they do, then I get to learn more about that person and I find that interesting. Mm. Like music and my own sketches and self-promotion is a way to show people that might discover me on a show what my tastes are. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And I think that's important because if other people pick up on that, you don't want, you don't want to be presented to the world through the myriad of characters you portray. Yeah. Because people have to know what you might want to do next, for example. Yeah. Like this year I've done a, a whole bunch of stuff and I'm really proud of all of it but I think if you all watch right. well, they're, they're really good no I think if no, you but watch, you've also I mean yeah to, go, to, to talk a little bit about what you've been doing lately mm. acting wise you've had mm. a really varied year you've got two very different projects coming up yeah in Year of the Rabbit and the Rabbit, yeah. uh, Beecham House absolutely like, tell us about both of them they couldn't be more different 
One is a... Yeah, you're going to need to expand on that. Oh. <laughs> Carrot break! <laughs> um, well, Beach and Mouse is uh, a period drama coming up uh, for ITV. And it's like a six-parter, hour-long... Uh, like a mini-series, or is there potential for it to be renewed? And, I think, yeah. yeah probably, I, it definitely yeah. ends on a massive cliffhanger. Okay. So... Hopefully. Either they're going to disappoint a lot of people, or they'll have to do another series. <laughs> Great. Um, and there's been talks about, uh, unofficial talks about another series, but I'm sure it will happen, hopefully. Fingers crossed, touch wood. Don't now it's it. over to the uh, the, the rating. Yeah. The rating, now we'll have to see uh, if the world is ready gods. for a, an Indian period drama. Uh, Brownton Abbey, I've been calling it. Have you? Better names. And how are ITV feeling about that? <laughs> I told them. But as soon as it's out, wow. hit Twitter. Yeah. Sure. I don't, maybe uh, a hashtag already. Maybe a hashtag already. So yeah, that's amazing. It's directed uh, directed and written by Gorinda Chadder, famous for Benjamin Beckham mm-hmm. and Vice House, which is a similar in a similar vein to this TV show. Right, okay. So Vice House... Is it set in the same period? Yeah, uh, before. Vice House, House was a show, uh, film she did with Gillian Anderson and Hugh, Hugh Bonneville. Yeah. yeah, which was about the period where uh, Britain left mm-hmm. India after colonisation, gave them back the empire and divided the country into Pakistan and Bangladesh um, fraught times. And I think throughout the process of doing that programme, they had done so much research about the time and the Raj and the period that they realised that there was more to tell. Yeah. So they started writing a TV show about pre-colonisation. So Beecham House is a uh, TV show that follows um, a man called John Beecham, who's one of the first English men to arrive in Delhi. Right. But he's shrouded in mystery and... Oh, you really sold this. Thank you. I'm watching this. <laughs> well, I'm in it, so you have oh, to. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was obviously undoubtedly going to watch it anyway, but I'm not, and now I actually want to. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I've seen episodes one to three, four, five, and six are being finished now, and it is jam packed full of like incredible story. And also, that's a time period that no one knows about. Yeah. That's something that really int- intrigued me about the project. And obviously, it's a job, so I said yes yeah. because a job's a job. <laughs> there is that. But considering I've been building a reel as a comedy actor, yeah. it was important to do some drama, um, and. I, I wouldn't have so you're not the comedy relief in the series not at all no okay. I am st- I'm basically like an asexual teacher who tells everyone off all oh, the time okay I can yeah. see that no romance no, for me it's all oh. just a stern loser yeah and did no, you I can enjoy the too. drama as much as the comedy yeah absolutely I, yeah I think drama was more of a challenge for me because yeah. I'm used to making my loud face move around and, and you know be a clown and I was challenged to have to really learn on the job and you know, be more subtle with my performances when mm. when needed to. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't wait to see that. It'll be interesting, yeah, because I, I genuinely people that will know me will see it and be like, "That's not Ummer." Mostly because I'm wearing a massive turban and I have a big curly moustache mm. and I'm basically wearing a dress. But, but apart from the cosmetic differences, I'm yeah. not a very fun dude. You know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a very strange and uh, like aggressive presence. Yeah, silently aggressive presence in the show. I'm not in it huge much. It's a it's a, a reoccurring character, but um, but it's definitely a challenge. Mm. I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm really looking forward to catching that. And then the other the other show is Year of the Rabbit, which yeah. is new Matt Berry new Matt Berry comedy. comedy on. Is it Channel Four? Yeah, Channel Four. Yeah, yeah. When's when's so Beecham House is due out in June. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And when's Year of the Rabbit? I haven't heard anything about it. I'm sure, um, I they've cut it. you, that's why. They, yeah, I've been cut out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, paid me my, they've given me the Pringles, though, so it's They fine. actually, they, they asked us to tell you. 
Oh, wow, that's a really interesting way to do the news. <laughs> yeah, and you got to hang out with Paul Kay for six weeks and just prat around. Yeah, he's brilliant. It was great. And then he went into the makeup trailer. Yes, and I so I'd been on Beecham House for three months in India and had been shaving every day apart from my moustache. And so I had like crazy beard rash and my face hurt. And so in the makeup truck, I said to the makeup artist, um, if I could just have a beard as, you know, as my character, because we hadn't decided what I was going to be. And she said, uh, the only problem is, is in that time, um, you either would have been clean shaven or have a beard. And I was like, I've, I've got a beard. She was like, it's not, big, it's not a big enough beard. I was like, oh, so would I have to shave? And then <laughs> three chairs down was Matt Berry getting a prosthetic brought on his eye. He just shouts over, give him mutton chops! And that's, and the makeup artist was like, great idea. So they just shaved my chin off oh, and gave no. me these huge mutton chops and this like weird pencil moustache. So when I was dressed as a Victorian police officer, it looked wicked. And then for the rest of my In life, regular life, I looked like an absolute oh. yeah. prat. Where do you live? Hackney. That's oh, I, that's way no. Is that when I saw you at the house party? Yes. Right in. I yeah. just think what a prick. Yeah. 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 Look at that prick in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Shouting about knowing Matt Berry. It's okay. <laughs> no, Nobody it was quite was intense. That was a great Matt Berry, by the way. Thank you. Just wanted to point that out. Man, he is funny. Yeah. He's a funny, funny person. Someone should give him a job in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, enter you. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I've run apart for you. You play a loud man. No, he's 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 great. It's an honour to like be in the same room and watch him work because every take, totally new. And so, did you feel that job was kind of what a lot um, came more naturally to you than the other one? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that, that, I mean, all the stupid stuff I had to say, like that, that was great. I love that job. That's where I want to be. Like I have that a big. Home. That was home for me. Like I. <clears throat> Ended up becoming an actor because I'm just a bit of a loud show-off. Mm. And I've always been a performer. Yeah, no, you are. Thank you. <laughs> and love performing and love acting and have a big chip on my shoulder about stereotypes, obviously, because I'm a tall Asian man. And if I want to see the world progress, I want to see more Asian people on TV. Doing you want to be a short Asian man? I, I want to be a short Asian man. There's enough of us. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I want to see more interesting things on TV. I want mm-hmm. to see Asian people doing... You know, my upbringing isn't what is on TV. Uh, when you see Asian people. My upbringing was East London, listening to Radiohead, just like any other loser who wanted to play guitar. Yeah. Like, things that I find funny are Garth Marenghi's Dark Place and the IT crowd and Greenwing. So I want to be part of the shows famous for not having, apart from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, yeah. famous for not having a very colour colourful cast. Yeah. Um, is that racist? Colourful? No. No, no, I don't think so. So getting cast in You're the Rabbit, huge thing for me because I was... I was reading for a character called Monroe. You know, I was reading for characters called PC Koala. I was reading for these roles. I was like, I could play these people. And then, you know, Matt Berry is very good at coming up with random names on the spot. That's probably one of his biggest skills, apart from being funny. I Um, want that to be my cat name now. What? PC Koala? Yeah. Great cat name. Yeah. Public Cat Koala. That's what PC stands for. Or Piss Cat, if he pisses everywhere. Probably Piss Cat. Probably Piss Cat Koala. Sorry, Cat. Public Cat. That's what I went straight to, but it should have been Piss Cat. Oh, yeah. PC. I regret yeah. that. No, you should. So you get from Polit- your... Politically correct. <laughs> politically correct cat. Yeah. Is that what you would have yeah. gone with? <laughs> I, no, I, I would have just gone with Police Constable. <laughs> police Constable. <laughs> That's the limits of my uh, creativity. <laughs> Improv. Expanding <Yeah>. abbreviations. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, you know, Matt Berry... I don't want my 
I ended up playing a character called Keith. Ben, the director, who also directed Sex Education on Instagram. Oh, Ben Taylor. Ben Taylor. Was it? So, he, I mean, in terms of directing TV, he mm. is like the primo right now he's the British comedy TV director. Obviously, and Catastrophe and yeah. like just Sex so Education, much stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, now You're the Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, Cardinal Burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a heavyweight as well. And, and very good at his job. Yeah. Which he doesn't need me to validate. But no. as as one of his tools. But he needs us to validate and we you should, we will do that. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love working with him. He's a great guy. Yeah, on Instagram the other day, messaged me. Keith Carnival. So it's stuck. I think Keith Carnival's my name. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. It's nice, isn't it? I do, yeah. This is a great thing. If you want to be an actor, yeah. don't get tattoos. Yeah. Because I got all my tattoos before I became an actor and then I did a I did a feature film last year called um, Doom, which is coming out. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, me neither. The uh, trailer looks It looks ridiculous. Brilliant. It's already been slammed by a lot of incels online. Like, oh, there shouldn't be women in Doom. It's hilarious. Oh. I can't wait to see it. Also, uh, fun fact, no video game adaptation into a movie has ever got more than 60% on Rotten Tomatoes or That's IMDb. So if we can get over that... You're the best, the best video, video game adaptation, adaptation ever. ever. But uh, there were two scenes in that film that involved me not wearing like full army gear because I played like a space marine. One scene was me coming out of like a cryogenic pod that was supposed to be at the end of the shoot. And another scene was like a briefing in like a like dress down briefing in the spaceship at the beginning of the shoot, like two months shoot. And they just shaved my arms and then covered me in makeup because they couldn't be bothered to like cover up my tattoos. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they did like a layer of makeup on my arms and all my arms... Did you sell the hair? Yeah, all, all my arm hair went white because of the makeup. Well, like... Like brown, and so I looked like I'd bleached all my arm hair, and they're like, "It's not gonna work." So they just made me shave my arms. So for the whole of the Doom film, I had just shaved, shaved arms. Up. Wow, you've really been through the ring with your <clears throat> hair situation, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And been waxed. <laughs> I had my balls waxed yeah. for uh, for Year of the Rabbit. They're not on show, but no. but they just they did insisted. it. They insisted. Um, yeah. So so don't get tattoos if you want to be an actor, uh, at least on your forearms. Mm. My next one is going to be a custard cream. Oh, classic. That's Good great. Man. We That's have perfect. a bob on the other arm and then a jammy dodger in the middle. Oh, right. I think you were pointing at <laughs> a sofa. There's a bob yeah. over there. She, again, with the acting. Isn't <laughs> she so convincing? Act, so good. She's remarkable. She convinced me that there was a bob to my left. <laughs> um, yeah, custard cream, bob and jammy dodger. Like Iron Man, but with a... Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you want to do more comedy or more drama or both equally going forward? I don't know, man. Don't know. I don't know. This is a really enjoyable journey. I'm really enjoying it. Um, comedy is, I think, one of the best. You're in the ride. I'm just, I was going to say you don't you don't feel like a planner. You feel like a take one day at a time type person. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. To paraphrase Ronan Keating, life is a roller coaster. You just got to ride it. Yeah. Um, you know what? We've referenced uh, that song at least four times in other episodes. So I think it's Ronan really... is our spiritual guru on this podcast. Can you do an impression of him though? Is this going to get racist? No. no. Why would it get racist? I just really like, Irish. I'd like to know if you can... Oh, don't worry about that. Just doing a bad accent doesn't necessarily <laughs> make it racist, though, does it? If you're trying genuinely to do a I good accent. I just want to hear if you can get the tone in, the, in the, his I voice. I don't. I think I've ever when heard him sing. speak. Life is a roller coaster. <laughs> That's it. Just got to ride it. That's it. You smashed it. Yeah, smashed it. Did I? You smashed it. Like, I had a lot of wine. I think you're holidays. Irish. <laughs> yeah. That was just singing. I'm, I'm unconvinced. Hello, I'm Ronan Keating. Yeah, that's us. This I'm Irish. I did a song once called Roller Coaster. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Life yeah. is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You just got to ride it. Mm-hmm. Please cut this out. 
This Definitely is this is going on your reel. It's <laughs> going on my voiceover reel. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, to just then talk about other experiences that you've had in the, the time since. So you uh, earlier this year mm-hmm. um, were whipped over to LA to oh, do a yeah. pilot. Yeah, I got cast in a pilot for a. <clears throat> I'm not going to name names because... Uh, but it was, it was a network sitcom. Yeah, big network and big studio. And um, what was that process to get you there? It was just like any other process. I got sent an email saying uh, they want you to cast, do a self-tape for a pilot. Is this from your UK rep? Do you yeah, from my UK. US? Is, okay. Yeah, it was Sophie Holland. Um, oh, yeah. Casting, great casting director. Yeah. Love it to bits. Um, did another tape, did another tape, went in there, did another tape, then spoke to the studio... And the creator online on Skype, then did another tape, then did a screen test from the UK, and then got offered the part. You did your screen test from the UK, they didn't fly you over? They didn't, they didn't fly me over, I did the screen test in the UK. Okay. I think because I was an isolated character, and it wasn't really that important that I interacted with too many people. Okay. Um, and so can you just explain, because there'll be people listening that don't yes. understand the screen test process, like in the US, once you get to the point where there's so, yeah. the, all the execs at the, right. the network that aren't maybe directly involved, they exactly. need to like pass off on you. Pass so, off? Pa- pass out? Pass out on you. No, what's the phrase? Um, sign, <laughs> sign off. Sign off. Yeah. Sign off, yeah, they need to sign off. I had to think that. Sorry, wow, that was a real struggle. <laughs> it's the wine. Yeah. Um, no, so my, my agent would have been uh, contacted by Sophie. Sophie was working in tandem with a US casting director based mm-hmm. in um, in Hollywood. And obviously there's like a few foot soldiers at that base level. And then when it gets to a point where they're considering you for the role, um, you do a much more in-depth screen test and then that's sent to the producers and the executives. But with pilot season, with that process, you're required to sign a contract <clears throat> before you, you do the screen test. Yeah. yeah. Before, before you even walk in the room. Yeah. Not even afterwards. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, and it's... Well, because they don't want actors screen testing for multiple pilots and exactly, then losing yeah. the actor. Exactly. Yeah. So before I even went to the office and screen test, I signed a, a massive contract that signed me for six years right <laughs> to this to this uh, series and job well that sound effect's really gonna come out there <laughs> and I, I'm gonna claim that it was and you that's me weighing myself yeah. out of <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and that's quite a ter- terrifying thing to do isn't mm-hmm. you know, yeah I was about to say you're, build, you're building your career and I you know it's relatively early in my career for me even though I'm an old bus- bastard but uh, I mean, you're talking to two people older than you, so <laughs> wow, you're both look fantastic. We're twenty-five beautiful. years older than you. you wow. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. What do you guys use? Placenta cream. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. How did you know? PRP. But did you have to think about that much? Because obviously, it's a long time, right? Quite <clears throat> I thought so about it quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, but not for too long because they're like, <laughs> clearly not. We need you they to sign like, off. We want it. No, no joke. I had gone to Spain. I'd gone to Granada for the weekend and took take my girlfriend. This makes it sound super fancy. It was a cheap deal. Uh, I took my girlfriend to Granada for the weekend for her birthday, and I, I saw it on your Instagram. It was a shithole. It was a shithole. Oh yeah, a delightful Arabic inspired yeah. shithole. <laughs> um, but um, the the they wanted to do they wanted me to do another tape before my screen test right. to make sure I got it right. So they sent me, I, I Skyped with them before I flew to Spain the night before with all the producers and stuff in LA at like five in the morning or something crazy like that to, so they could give me some direction for the screen test. Mm-hmm. So then I flew to Spain, landed in Spain, went straight to the Airbnb and then did another tape in this Airbnb 
to send them so they could okay it, my performance, for what I was going to do on Monday. Oh my it God. was crazy, yeah. This is like tape number six by this point. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, yeah. Your girlfriend's like, I've heard so many. Yeah, my, this is my birthday, yeah. okay? Yeah. And I know you're an international actor yeah. and whatever, but it's boring. Uh, I want to go I've and see so the Alhambra. Like kind of stuff, though. Yeah. It's always the scenes you go It's either day. one... Oh, I, the no, stories no, no. I've heard are one extreme or the other. It's either they've just booked you from like you, they've done one tape then one screen test and then boom mm. or they've done one tape then they've flown the person to LA yeah, yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. the screen test there and then they've booked yeah, it yeah, yeah, or yeah. it's like 57 auditions 57 auditions right with, yeah. with lots of chemistry tests and stuff yeah, yeah it can be crazy on every continent on every continent yeah <laughs> go to Egypt now and, and perform in front of the Sphinx um, we'll leave your next clue for where you're going to go next <laughs> yeah. find the spyglass stare into the demon um, there's a sketch in that isn't there probably yeah, yeah what it takes to get a pilot yeah I'm in a hot air balloon above the Sahara um, yeah no it was, it was a crazy process and also very new to me you know um I, I really didn't know what I was signing myself up for until mm. I got the contract and they did and they wanted me to sign it before 5pm in LA on Friday and I was in Spain so I digitally signed this contract whilst I'm in Granada and just telling my girlfriend I was like that's it like, if I get the part now yeah it's six years in LA oh and then God. the next was she in a position where she could leave? no my, girl, my girlfriend uh, is doing an MA right now so she's has to be here for at least two years and so we're like I don't know I mean obviously we, we should also just like clarify Every year, the, the the studio networks make between sixty and a hundred pilots. Yes, and I've heard it's like six, six five to six hundred scripts commissioned. Yeah, uh, every season, and then of and that, that three hundred commissioned, and then of that seventy get yeah. made, and of the 70, 30, maybe not 30, like 12 or something, yeah. crazy like that, yeah, go to TV. Yeah, I think it's pretty low, it's yeah. like um, two two or three comedies and yes. two or three dramas from exactly. each network. And That's, the network I was working with, uh, this was one of seven that they were doing. Right. Which is insane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, landed uh, back home from, from Granada and got a phone call from my agent, and she's, you know, they would like to offer you the part. Which is mind blowing because I had, and you know, it's the money is crazy. Mm. Like I, I, you know, got paid a lot of money to do this one twenty-five minute show. Um, so yeah, flew to LA. Been there, was there for five weeks. Got back last week, um, and I didn't realize till I got there that it was a live TV show. So it was multi camera. Uh, like so it was like friends. Studio sitcom. Yeah, didn't realize right. that. Wasn't reading anything. It was just like, I got the part. I'm going. Thought it was a single camera. And then they said it was multi camera, and I was like, oh, maybe it'd be like Parks and Rec. That's not multi-camera. No. It's that's still single camera, even yeah. though it's shot like multi-camera. And it was full-on live studio audience. Right. Um, oh, wow, how was that? Well, I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. thank you, Emily. Camera break! <laughs> no, I am... Um, yeah, I didn't get fired. I got graciously let go because after two weeks of table reads and two weeks of uh, rehearsing in, on set, uh, the network decided that they didn't understand the character and they didn't understand its relevance to the main storyline, and it wasn't. They wanted to rewrite it and recast it, and just cut it. Because you know, at this right. point, we. So this was Friday night that I found out after three weeks of rehearsing, and they were shooting the following Wednesday, um, and they need to go in with a with a smash it. Yeah. They're not going to leave anything up to chance because the yeah. amount of money that's going on this thing is huge. And yeah. It's, it, they've got to make this show, cut it, show it to audiences, hope that it's amazing. Test it, test and, then, it. and then decide which, and which shows quickly. they're going away. Yeah, it's yeah. like a three-week period, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. We would have we would have shot on the 11th of April, 
and by mid-May it would have been it's going ahead mm-hmm. and that that's the reality of it is that I'd signed this contract not knowing whether I got the job then I got the job mm. and then it was this whole process and it was like by May I will know if I am contracted to be in America for six years or I'm not so it's and even then like you know they make you sign that six year contract but yeah. you know they they might film six episodes it bombs they cancel it like, yeah exactly the, the, I think it's so the network system is, yeah. is so fucking bonkers it really, it really is, is. I couldn't, nothing else I like couldn't it. believe it like Year of the Rabbit is, is uh, was a great comedy and was written and developed but was so out there mm. they shot a pilot a couple of years ago which I also auditioned for yeah um and uh, that was the only way they could sell that concept because I think the state the economy's in. And, I have know, a feeling I auditioned for the pilot. Did you? I bet you auditioned for. I feel like Freddie I Freddie Fox as well. I feel like I auditioned I for Freddie Fox because my friend Leo also auditioned for it as well. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's hot, hot property. Yeah, but you know, I think and twice and twice I, and twice was I rejected. Once did I deny him? <laughs> Nay, twice did I deny him? The rooster cried. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Jesus. I think like if a show like that. They have to make a pilot for it because yeah. it's so bonkers and out there. They want to know it's going to work. They need the proof of they concept. They need the proof. Yeah. But other than that, in the UK, a show will get written, worked on, commissioned, funded, and then made. The whole series is the made, whole series, and, yeah. and then and then they decide if they're going to renew it. Whereas in LA, they were dropping hot hot potatoes on mm. this um, on this pilot that might not even get made. Like, yeah. My fee alone was clearly the lowest because I'm nobody, and there were great. People. Glad you know that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> oh! I did. Is it? No. Oh. No, I love you guys. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> right. There was great talent on this show, and it, and it was... Guys, I'm carrying on with the story. Sorry, yeah, go on. <laughs> I, get, I insult you, and then I carry on with the story. Yeah, so no, right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was... It's a good you system know, we've got. <laughs> I'm trying to carry on. <laughs> um, the caliber of, of actor was great, and... I just couldn't believe the amount of money that was going into it. And that's one of seven for this network. And that's one of 70 for the whole of Hollywood. So it's a huge amount of money. Yeah. For something that might not even get, even get picked up. And yeah, uh, I, I didn't make the cut. Um, and I've, I've heard horror stories, you know. I've, it, it, I, I, so before I started, I was with some other friends uh, who were also actors in LA. And we were hanging out, having dinner. And I was telling them that I'd done the first two table reads. And I, I'd finished the first table read, was terrified, and then did the other one. It went better. I was like, yeah, done the table reads, going, doing rehearsals now. And they're like, oh, man, you're not even safe at the table read. Like, you, you go to a table... I, I've done a show where I went to a table read, and they after the table read, they fired the lead actor. Yeah. It just wasn't working. So you're not safe until the table reads are done. Evidently, well, you're not even safe. Yeah. Finn Jones just got right. replaced after right. the table read. And he yeah. was the lead in a new show for Fox, yeah, I think. Right. Um, so you know, he's just come off of the back of doing a huge Netflix... Right. Uh, you know, he was playing Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. And he was in Game of Thrones. Like, he's, you know, yeah. he's a, kind of a big name. And he was the lead in the show. And, yeah, and he got, yeah, he got replaced by... By another British actor, actually. Is it you? Back in everywhere, yeah, it's me, it's me. guys. Yeah. So this is our last episode. Big reveal. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no, Emily, Emily's really over it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a remarkable process, and it blows my mind, but that's how it works. And I'm one of the... I wouldn't say I'm in the, the minority. I would mm-hmm. say I'm probably in the majority of what the experience was. Um, 
yeah. But now you're here and you have to move to LA. Yay! Yay. I mean, Where I mean your warm, girlfriend must be really happy. My girlfriend can't wait to have me back in this cold, rainy shithole. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I would have moved to LA if I had the job and she would have eventually joined. There are more pilots in your future. Maybe. You have cats to think of. <laughs> I have cats to look after. Mm. And that's really all this is, is a, is a, a long journey towards making, uh, making sure I can gift my cats $150 million when I die. Mm. Much like Carl Lagerfeld. Can I be one of your cats? <laughs> I'll figure the paperwork out. Thank you. <laughs> and I'll make the necessary changes. <laughs> yes, yes. Did, so I'll... did you, like, when all that kind of happened, did you have a, I mean, obviously you had a conversation with your agent, but, like, how, how did you find all of it? Was it kind of okay? I don't know. With my agent? Yeah. Yeah, I love my agent. I'm really lucky to have my agent. She's incredible, and I think she believes in me and what I want to do. And we had a very frank conversation when I... Uh, first signed about what my um, uh, what, what what I wanted to achieve as an actor, and at the time when I started was a director and was making good money, and said, "Look, if I'm good at acting and people want to cast me, which is happening, I'm very thankful for. Then I'm not going to take anything that comes my way, as as far as like diversity goes. You know, it's important that I, I do interesting roles, and I'm really lucky to have been cast in like a majority of things that I've gone up for were for roles." written not not necessarily for brown people for Asian people and yeah, I've yeah, managed yeah. to be cast in them because I've proved that I can do the job that a white actor might be able to do mm. sorry for you guys but we're killing it right now mm. people are learning that brown guys can mm-hmm. act as, yeah. as white people yeah. um, <laughs> no I, I think it's a really, <sighs> really interesting time. it is genuinely interesting no to, it is yeah, to be, yeah, to be me because I, I get set up for crazy things like things I expect to be set up for and the things that I don't expect to be set up for and then the things that I say yes to all the things that that's, that you know I push forward are not always what I expect. Yeah. And so my and, and in a way you've kind of come you've come into the industry at a time where that's happening. Right. And I I wonder what your perspective about the industry would be if you'd been in it like eight or nine years ago. And right. Like would you be jaded? Like, I think I'm really fortunate to not have that experience because actually at that time I would have been casting from the other side of the camera for commercials and things and if I'm honest like most of the time I was casting white people mm. for commercials mm. and fashion films and it wasn't often that I would be asked to look for someone that wasn't white and that I had my own issues with that yeah. but also I'm trying to build a career for myself Yeah. so you know it's a messy industry like f- as far as I'm concerned um, there are so many steps between the writer's pen to paper and yeah. the casting yeah. process you never know what happens. Like, you know, a writer could write an amazing script and not have any uh, racial background in mind and the director might sign on or the director's writing it and then the, the director turns to the casting director and says, find me so-and-so, average male, age 18 to 30. It doesn't mm-hmm. specify that they want an Asian person and maybe that casting director, for the sake of wanting to keep their job, goes for what they think is the average, which is probably going to be a white person. And, you know... Two weeks later, the director might turn around and say, great, them, or say, why are there no black or Asian people in this, you know, you, yeah. no one's asking the question. So, you know, how do we know from from the writing process to the casting process who's the making what choice? It's, you the, know, the producers as well. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the reality is, I mean, Aziz Ansari, problematic as he is, um, did amazing things with his episodes, uh, Indians on TV. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he he was saying vo- he was saying volumes about 
you know, the, the, you, I, you can't have two Asian guys. You can have two black people in a TV show because we're used to that now, but you can't have two Asian people in a TV show. Yeah. Um, but that's changing. I just auditioned for a TV show that had two Asian leads, um, which was bonkers. That's, you know, and one of them was... Is that what it's called? It's called That's Bonkers. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's a documentary about how that will never happen. Uh, no one says bonkers anymore. No, I say it. Do you? Yeah. Bonkers. Bonkers. It's another good campaign. I'm something of a throwback, though, so... Yeah. Bonkers. <laughs> bonkers. It's dinner time. <laughs> That's a good cat name. Yeah. 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 Don't, Bonky. Don't do... What was your one earlier? Great. Reginald. Reginald. Reginald Emily don't name your cat Reginald don't, don't name your okay. cat Reginald yeah. he's not an old <laughs> conservative war yeah war veteran <laughs> that is a war veteran name <laughs> yeah, come here Reginald oh is that what you're going for yeah. are you going to get a rescue cat then yeah oh okay well, I fine get, I no I want to see a kitten through the wars. called Reginald <laughs> I want to hold Reginald the kitten in my hand I was going to get like a one-legged <laughs> Cat with an iPad. One a one-legged cat. A one-legged. That would one-eyed just be cat. like a bag with a single leg on the end of it. <laughs> like a Hoover bag. A Hoover bag with a with a single leg dragging oh. its cat. Henry, in that case, surely. Yeah, be Henry, like Hoover. Henry, Henry Hoover. Henry's too middle class. Well, I mean, this podcast has been great. It's been very oh, useful. It's you've been, been really fun to be on. You've been really interesting to listen to, and really insightful, and. I've enjoyed. Have you enjoyed, Emily? I've enjoyed listening to you. I yeah, hope I didn't. And you and did you. make it all about you. I and did. That's, yeah. that's the key. But isn't that? Wasn't that the brief? Yeah. We can talk about other things if you want. No, no, no. We it's we, okay. we quite like to throw in our own things every now and then, but <laughs> we won't allow the opportunity. I did say I'm a talker. I did say I'm. <laughs> a talker. No, I, th- I was going to ask great. you about your criminal record, but I think we've run out of time. I don't have one. That was a right. joke. <laughs> I'm very hireable. Someone hire me. I'm currently unemployed. My streak is over. It's not. You, you, this, these shows will come out and everyone will be like, who is this guy? That's true. Nothing I've been in in the last three years has come out yet. Because I was in Aladdin. I've got the same thing. Really? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I yeah. shot Aladdin in I've 2017. I've been cut out quite a few things. I'm not Aladdin, by the way. Are you not? There are more than one brown person in that. Hashtag me too. Hashtag no, Guy right. Ritchie. Hashtag Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Who's qualified to tell a story about an Arabic prince who used to be a pauper? Guy Ritchie. Uh, so you don't know if you've made the cut on that? I, de- I probably haven't. Well, you definitely haven't now. No, no, no. Guy's no. cut you out. No, no, <laughs> Guy Ritchie. toast. Have you guys seen Endgame yet? You have, haven't you? Me? Nerd, n- nerd me. Yeah. I'm reeling. I watched episode three of Game of Thrones last night and then... 20 minutes after that ran to the cinema to watch it oh yeah that's, so I did the, that's intense that's like almost 5 hours of closure on the yeah. Monday evening did yeah. your heart stop uh, by the end of it I had to go home and have a have a, a pina colada because I, I couldn't process I, so after Endgame I had to have a nap I genuinely I, I cried 90 seconds in and then I proceeded to cry on and off for yeah. 3 hours I was so yeah. emotionally drained yeah that's 22 films in We need 11 to stop years. recording because Sorry, we're yeah. going to... No, Spoiler ju- alert. No, because I'm going to start gonna wanting to speak about yeah. things and the events. Oh, and I right. can't wait to speak to you. Yeah. Go end this bloody podcast. Yeah. Goodbye. Let's go. Get Bye. Let's Karen, go. break. <laughs> you have been listening to Average at Best. Thank you to James O'Brien for helping to write our opening jingle and to Katie Tweddle at Outfaced Illustrations for all the artwork you see on our social media. Speaking of which, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, where we're Average at Best the Podcast, and on Twitter, where we're Average Best Pod. 
We'd also love to hear from you, so why not drop us an email on listener at averageatbestpodcast.co.uk. Until next time, bye.